these 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 things sound small but just being really clear about the divide between work and not work mm-hmm. having these tiny little things to cue your brain okay we're done now mm-hmm. um really important you're listening to hello lovely the podcast a space where we empower extraordinary women to use their voice all while keeping it real Oh, hello, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy Monday. If you are a avid listener, shout out to Jen, our number one fan, who's probably listening to this on a Monday. If not, happy Tuesday or whatever day it is you're listening. Uh, Today, we're back with another episode. And as you're probably hearing my voice right now, you're probably wondering, where's Erin? So she's actually not in this episode it's the first and probably ever episode where it's just me and a guest. So get used to this voice, get used to this awkward voice. It's just me and I'm chatting today with the amazing Kate, our Kate designed on all the socials. She's a brand strategist, graphic designer, marketing extraordinaire. She does all the things and she we chat about kind of branding and creating your brand and how to show up online and how she does doing that and how she kind of revamped her own brand this past year. And we get into a lot of uh, stay-at-home tips and strategies that she uses that I find very relatable and helpful to you guys since we're all and have been working at home for so long. So we're just going to jump right into it and chat with Kate. Welcome back, everybody. On this episode, we're chatting with our very talented friend and branding guru, Kate. And we've known her for over five years since we started our business. And we've had the pleasure of working with her on so many different occasions. And she gave our branding a facelift this year, I guess last year, actually, and including our Hello Lovely, the podcast logo. And today we'll be diving into the ins and outs of a creative entrepreneurship and what her journey has been like the past few months because to be honest guys we've recorded this podcast already and there was some technical issues on our part so this is round two so we're so excited to have Kate on the podcast welcome thank you I'm so excited to be back yes thank you so much Double the fun. <laughs> <laughs> for round two well, thanks yeah. so much for being patient and rescheduling and rebooking multiple times that's oh for sure we're so happy that's made it work so last time we recorded you were kind of in a you're moving homes literally and from where you are from last time we recorded to now in your business how have you kind of uh grown yeah so the last time that we spoke i think it hadn't even been a week since i moved so i moved from um a small, very small condo, um, kind of close to downtown to, um, suburbia, (laughs) um, like a three bedroom house. So after working from a quarter in my living room for a solid five years, um, I actually had an office space and I think even just like that big change in my environment has had a very, very big impact in, um, not only the way that I work, but just my, my, my relationship with my business, I think. Um, so there's been some big changes there. Um, since we last spoke, I've, I've definitely settled a lot um, into this 
kind of new lifestyle. And I've been uh, working on a bunch of different projects. I actually started working with a coach, which has been incredibly life-changing for me. Um, and yeah, there's been a lot going on. I recently launched um, brand consulting services um, and hired a virtual assistant. So there's just, Ooh, there's a ton happening. That's so yeah. happening. So yeah. what is your like full business description of what you do now? Um, so essentially my main focus is branding. So I'm a brand strategist and designer and I also do web design and development. Um, what I do is I help companies, you know, show the world how they want people to see them. Branding is all about perception um, and having a say in kind of your narrative and and how you want people to view you. Um, And I think there's kind of a misconception that branding is about trying to change into something that you're not. Whereas what it really is, is figuring out who you are and then showing that. So whether that's visually or through your messaging, um, I do a bit of both. Um, when I work with a company, what we do is we really get to the bottom of, of who they are. And what I do really is I hold up a mirror to their company. That's what Mm. I'm doing. So do you find, so you're saying pretty much branding is what the person already is or what the business already is and just kind of showing it to the world and laying it out for them. Do you find that businesses, um, where do you think they struggle the most with, kind of being themselves or um, Mm -hmm. showing that? Like, why is that so difficult for some people? Um, I think we all have blind spots. I think it's different for everyone, right? And then you can get into the personal branding versus, you know, regular branding. Um, There's so many different aspects to it. Um, But I think think we all have blind spots and sometimes Mm -hmm. you need um, a different perspective. I find that branding is really about like finding your angle. Um, and sometimes you need somebody from the outside who can look and see that angle. Um, we get really in our heads. And when you're so deep into your business, you're working on it every day, as I'm sure, you know, like you, you almost get tunnel vision sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, and so sometimes your brain is like stuck on a certain idea and you need someone to come in and shake it up and look at everything. So that's the work we do, um, together when we work on brand strategy and then on the design side, it's really um, like telling that story visually. Yes, amazing. I can definitely uh, agree that tunnel vision is a thing with business because <laughs> you're yeah all consumed always, and you're like, this is perfect. I've worked on this so hard; it must be perfect. And then yeah. you just get someone else in there being like, well, actually, you could switch this thing, and you're like, okay. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, and it's I find hard. <laughs> yeah, it is, and I find a lot of the time. What's, what I see is happening is these companies, like they have so much potential and they're not putting themselves out there in a way that shows all the amazing work that they do. Mm. And it kills me. Because <laughs> um, you see it so, so I, clearly. I see all this potential. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's amazing. You can see that all because obviously you've had the experience and training and, you know, it's everything to see that. But sometimes it's just something right in front of you and you can see that so easily. So that's so good. Um, and you said you've moved to suburbia in the past Mm -hmm. few months, which is amazing. So what are some ways that that's changed you? Like having your own office space and area, like what kind of, um, ways did that make working from home and having your own business, uh, more manageable for you? 
Yeah, um, I think compartmentalizing it has been really important. I mean, for five years, I was working out of a corner in my living room. Um, So I got really good at finding little creative ways to distance myself from work and Mm -hmm. set boundaries around it, um, which I still do. And now I have this little space that I can work out of. Um, I think that that has made a really big difference. Um, It just feels like I have more room to more mental space, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And being able to detach a little bit better at the end of the day, it really, it really does make a huge difference because I do think that um, hitting the reset button is the most important thing that you can do, not only in your business, but in your life. Like it's so, so necessary. Uh, so that's been, that's been big. And what are some ways that you can, that you personally like hit a reset button? Um, so for me, I need like a brain rinse at the end of the day is what I like to say. Um, typically for me, that's exercise of some sort. So lately we've been doing a lot of bicycle rides, which has been really fun. Um, that's been great. It used to be yoga. I used to do a lot of yoga after work. Um, but something where I can just kind of rinse my brain of the day. Um, I've heard a lot of people say that, uh, after work showers is a good way to rinse it off too. Mm. Yeah. I love it. A literal rinse of the work day. A literal rinse. Done. Yep. I think I remember when we first talked, you were saying you, you like close your laptop at the end of the day, like almost like a ritual of like, I'm done, not responding to any more emails over it. I think that was you <laughs> saying yeah, like yeah. a physical close. And I'm like, that's cool. Like that's like a turning off of the computer because then you can't go back. Well, you could go back, but you don't want to go back because then it takes longer to start it up and everything. I kind of like that idea of just like having a little ritual at the end of the day to be like, that's it. I'm done. It really is about ritual. And yeah, so I turn, I, I close the laptop. I turn off the, because I have two, a monitor. I turn that off um, and I kind of clean up and mm. then I close the door. Good. Um, and then I don't touch it until I come back the next day. I think it, it really is about having the little routines that tell mm. your brain, okay, my day is done with this now. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm very intense about that sort of thing. Like I don't have any notifications on. Um, I only, only check my email during my office hours. Like I won't even look at it on the weekend. Um, people know how to get a hold of me if there's something urgent, right? So mm-hmm. I find that um, it's not necessarily restrictive, but because I have that structure, like I have space to kind of um, move outside of it if I need to, but it's easy to turn off after work. Good. That's, and that's, uh, has that become easy to you or is that something you've learned over the past few years of having your own business of just those boundaries? Yeah. Um, in the beginning it was really bad. Um, I think that when people start a business, there's two kinds of people. There are the people that struggle to find the motivation and like end up procrastinating a bit or struggle to get started. And then there are the people who, um, struggle to stop (laughs) and really overwork themselves. And I was the second one. Um, and it made me very sick. I was very, very burnt out for a long time. I had really bad, um, I had trouble setting good boundaries in the beginning. Um, so it's definitely something that has happened over time. And even now, like, I think, I think it comes in waves, right? Like I'll go through Mm -hmm. phases where I'm better at it and phases where maybe I'm not. And what I'm starting to realize is that there's no such thing as 100% balance, Um, There will be times where I work a little bit more 
and I have less time to myself, there will be times, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm, it's never going to be perfect. So that's just another way of pushing pressure on myself. That's, you know, (laughs) of like a busier season. Is there, cause like wedding season, for example, is like May to like October, but in the branding world, is there like a busy season or a month or something that's crazy? Yeah, that's a good question. So I think it depends on the kind of industry that you work in. So for example, um, real estate and rentals, uh, Mm. spring, summer is very busy for them. I do work with some companies in that space. Um, But then if you're working with like, you know, smaller product based businesses, then the holidays are really busy, whereas like, that's not a busy time for real estate too much. Um, So it depends. And I work with a variety of industries. So it gives me Um, quite a steady flow throughout the year. I find that um, February is usually really busy for me Hmm, because January is when people start planning their big projects um, and looking into them. And then February is when they start to implement. Yeah. All the strategies and reach out to you. Yeah. And you mentioned you do like some social media management as well. Yeah. So how does... And you also said you have two phones now, (laughs) which is so fancy to me. I love it. But it makes complete sense, obviously, if you're, you know, don't want to mix up personal and business. Literally two phones is like an amazing way to combat that. So how does, how does like, I'm always interested in social media management because how does that uh, play out for you kind of in a daily routine? Like, yeah. Yeah, so um, social media management isn't really something that most brand or web designers do um, because it's a it's a marketing service, right? Um, but I have a background in graphic design and in marketing. Um, so I have been doing social media for several years now. And the contracts that I have with social media, the work that we do is typically we've worked on their brand before. Um, so I know their brand really well. We've built their website. And so we continue to work um, together in that respect. And, you know, some of, some of these people, like I've been working with for years, we have these, I've known them for a long time. I've seen their businesses change over time. Um, in a day to day, I, with social, it's different because it's not just kind of like a project and then it's done. It's an ongoing, um, it's an ongoing effort. So what I like about it is that, you know, I love systems. I get like (laughs) nerdy about systems. So, um, that's where like all the good systems come in, right? So with social, like we're we're doing a lot of planning ahead, we're batching. Um, you know, I might spend an entire day just working on social media content and I don't do anything else. And it helps me to kind of, um, you know, like you look at the big picture that way. I like to look at mm-hmm. the big picture. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And pre-planning posts for the future and everything and drafts. So yeah. it's not just yeah. like you're going on once an hour and like adding a post, like you're re- doing a whole bunch for the future not kind of one thing at a time yeah exactly and social isn't really something that I necessarily like advertise that I do very much Mm -hmm. um I think because I I like to work on social with people um where I've gotten to know their business really well and we work together on their branding first um but yeah and the work phone the the two phones (laughs) like I know it's so extra um but I've basically made the decision that if I feel like something is going to help my business now I'm just going to go for it Mm because like for such a long time I've done that back and forth like oh is that too much I don't know but no it's going to help I'm going to do it (laughs) definitely like if it's nothing but positive and like a little bit extra cash to purchase the thing out front it's like sounds pretty beneficial and it's also something you can just 
turn off and hide away when you're away for the weekend and, and it's gone. Yeah. yeah. I love that clear boundary. It's so good. Do you have any tips for people who are and maybe first starting a business and trying to set boundaries to to their clients but are scared of not uh or say, scared of saying no to those potential clients? Yeah, for sure. Um so it's funny, I think about when we both first started our businesses, we would have mm-hmm. these Zoom chats. Do you remember? Yes. And one of the things that came up a lot was this this idea of saying no and how important it is to say no. And like, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And as much as that resonated with me, I was like, fuck, I'm broke. Like, <laughs> how I can't, I can't say no to this thing that I probably will hate doing because I absolutely need it to survive. Mm-hmm. And while I was in survival mode, like, that wasn't always realistic. So... Um, as much as I want to say, like, say no to whatever you don't like, that might not be realistic in like your first year or even your second year as you get yourself to a place of stability. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think what's really important is to really get clear with yourself on what you will do and what you won't do. And like have scripts, have scripts for when someone is angry with you, have a system for when something goes wrong because things will go wrong. Nothing Mm -hmm. ever goes as planned. Right. Um, I feel like the number one rule of project management is that things don't always go as planned. So you need to be prepared for that. Um, But really get clear on like what you will tolerate, what you won't tolerate and like how you'll deal with things as they come up. Um, And the other thing I would say is don't over promise. Mm -hmm, For sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're better off under promising and over delivering. Yes. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Whatever I think I can accomplish in a time frame, like add a buffer to that because mm-hmm. you never know what will happen. Um, and it's, you know, like you're setting the tone. If you answer an email five minutes after you get it, well, you're setting the expectation just because you see, like you have to be aware that every communication that you have like you're setting an expectation mm-hmm. and um I think sometimes we forget like that they've come to us they're looking at us to guide the process very true and if right and I think in the beginning I like I knew that but I didn't fully get it um and what happened was that it wasn't as organized like I don't know yeah I definitely if I get an email and I see it and I instantly like click on it I'm like I'm going to wait a little bit because <laughs> oh, I'm like, I, cause I know that. Cause I'm like, if I responded right away, they're going to think I'm just here. I'm ready to talk. I have free time. I, yeah. and it's like, no, I just happened to click on that while I was like on a break or something. And you know, I don't actually have time. I just wanted to see it. Yeah. I definitely wait a decent amount of time just to be like, think about a response, but also send an appropriate, like, um, message back and I don't want to seem yeah like super available because I'm not yeah uh, you know yeah exactly my work hours are smaller and smaller it seems like each year that I'm available to someone so I'm like I'm just gonna you know not respond super crazy fast and I guess For sure. and part of the client I guess experience afterwards like if I was responding to someone and they took like a day to get back to me I'd be like that's a complete normal response yeah like in my head a couple of years ago, I'd be like, oh God, I can't wait longer than like 24 hours to respond to someone or they're going to yeah. think I'm, you know, a bad uh, boss to them or whatever. And, and I'm like, that's not a lot of time at all. Like yeah. we have such a bigger buffer of time now that we respond to people. 
Do you know what I started telling myself? And I found it really helpful is like, oh, I'm not that important. (laughs) They're not spending their entire day thinking about me. Like I'm really not that important in the grand scheme of things. And I need to just let it go. Um, It's so easy to get like in your head about everything. But at the end of the day, it's it's really about setting the tone. And mm-hmm. if they think you're available, then they're going to think, like, if exactly. you show them that, they're going to think that. Um, and then if you respond yeah. to them on, like, Facebook Messenger, then they think that's cool. And then if you respond yeah. to them on, you know, text, they'll think that's cool. So, text, yeah. yeah, tone is so important. I love, love that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, there's always going to be a little pushback, like, you say, okay, I can't, I can't talk tomorrow, but I can talk next week. Oh, are you sure you can't do it? There's mm-hmm. always going to be stuff like that that comes up. It's yep. just about like knowing, knowing when is maybe a good time to be a little more flexible and when to say, nope, like for that's, sure. that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, yeah. Flexibility has been a big word for us in this COVID year of being flexible with clients sure. and like trying to, um, be as like generous and flexible as we can, but also not give too much of ourselves in a way. But yeah, it's so true when responding, when some clients, you know, you're not like firm, no means no, but then Mm -hmm. others you're like, okay, I'll give you a call in a few minutes. Like, yeah, it's kind of a good give and take of like what you, each client needs, I guess. But yeah. And it takes time to figure that out too. So like definitely it's going to take time to get it right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good just tip in general is one-year business, two-year business, it takes freaking time to learn these things, oh to learn yeah. about all the things you need to add to your contracts and yes. all those things. Like oh, <laughs> Every contract uh, just gets like a little bit longer. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Ours has gotten much longer since COVID. We've learned <laughs> quite a few things. So sure. that's a positive, I suppose. So how do you find working like alone and I think for yourself do you have do you have any like benefits to that or con pros and cons to that I guess I'm asking yeah um honestly I like really enjoy being alone um (laughs) (laughs) as a kid like people would be outside playing soccer and I would be like in the basement writing stories on the computer like I was that kid um and I work really well alone um but I do kind of, I do kind of miss like the banter of, you know, working in an office with, with um, people around my age. Like my first design job was for a property management company and the marketing department was pretty small, but we were all super, super tight. And I'm still mm-hmm. like good friends with some of them. Um, so uh, I don't know. I still like working alone better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I know some people like need to be around people, but I find I get distracted. And when I'm working by myself, I just fully zone into what I'm doing. Um, and it just, I find it works really, really well for me. That's good. It makes sense for your mm-hmm. work type and personality. Yeah. Um, I wanted to chat more about what you've been doing in your business lately. So on all the socials, you're Kate Designed. And recently you hired someone? Yeah. Um, So yeah, funny, like talking about uh, working alone, I actually have been outsourcing more and more as time has gone on. Um, So I've worked with like other developers when I need to bring them on to a project for, you know, more complicated coding stuff. Um, I work with someone who helps me out with SEO every now and then um, or like research. 
Um, so I've gotten more and more open to accepting help as time mm. goes on. And I just recently hired a virtual assistant. Um, so that I'm really excited for because it's, you know, I've, I've outsourced, but not as much, on, not as, not on such a consistent um, basis. So I think, I think it's important at some point you need to look at your workload or, or your business, whatever, whatever your business is and say, okay, where is my time the most valuable? Like what should my time be going to here mm. and where can I offload some of it so that I can make more room for, you know, the yeses and, and make more space that way. That's good. So more time for the exciting things, the things that you're actually passionate about. We'll be yeah, exactly. That. That's yeah. so, so important. So how has your business been changing in the past few months and growing? Yeah. Um, so I think what happened is my, I think I, I said this. So my first couple of years, I was really in survival mode. Um, I started my business like by accident. So I'd been, I'd been working with clients on the side for a few years, like while I was, you know, doing my nine to five. Um, and I got really, really, really depressed. Um, and I didn't like, I couldn't go to work for like a couple of weeks. I was hardly leaving the house and I was like, Oh shit, I can't go back to this job. Mm. <laughs> There's no way. Um, and I'd been, I'd been going to these like, um, workshops and stuff to learn about, you know, how to start a business in Ontario and all of that. Um, my plan was I'll do this in five years. I'll, you know, get my life together. I'll get a plan. I'll save up some money and then I'll do this. And it mm-hmm. happened like a few months later by accident. Um, it wasn't the plan. So, um, you know, I was living alone. I was covering basically all the expenses, like all of the expenses were mine to cover. Um, and I didn't have a lot of resources. So, um, I was in survival mode for the first little bit and it took me a long time to figure out. And sometimes I'm like, Oh, I'm five years in, like maybe I should be further ahead in some ways. But I know that um, I was also going through a lot of really difficult um, personal things. When I first started my business Um, a year into my business, I quit drinking, which was like massive. Um, And just, just a lot went on. I think in my third or fourth year of business, I got really sick for a while. I was working in bed for like almost the whole year. Um, And so as time has gone on and things have settled and, you know, like I've worked through all this stuff and life has gotten so much better. um, I'm seeing that uh, my perspective is changing. So, um, you know, my, my coach said to me recently, she said, Kate, like, your business isn't in survival mode anymore, but you're acting like it is mm-hmm. like you're thinking that it is. And I think something has shifted in the last like year or so. Um, maybe having so much time and with, with the pandemic and everything, it has affected like my mentality um, and my view of things. But I think I've shifted out of that um, kind of survival mindset that I was in and I'm seeing things from a new and clear perspective. Um, and I've been challenging myself in different ways, I guess. And I think that I'm getting more clear on what I want this business to be, but also how I want to talk about it um, and what kind of value I want to give. You know, um, I want to tell like real stories. You know, I don't want to just like share tips and stuff um, because there's so much of that already. It's really easy to find that sort of thing. I just want to tell real stories and, um, yeah, I think there's been a big change in in that respect. 
so one of the things that came as a result of this was I realized, um, wow, I'm really not presenting the level that I'm at, like where I'm at to people. This is, this is what I say is like, I see clients giving a certain level of service, but their Mm -hmm. brand doesn't reflect that. Um, that's what I mean when I say, I see this, like this, um, this potential. And I realized, oh, like my, what I'm putting out there doesn't reflect what I'm doing at all. (laughs) Um, so I had to sit and rethink it and, you know, when you're designing for yourself, you don't, it's easy to not follow the same processes because there's no approvals process. It's me. I approve it. (laughs) Yeah. But what I did was I forced myself to really put myself through the exact process that my clients go through and like, holy shit, (laughs) I felt bad for them because um, I was like, I'm putting you through this. No, but there is, there are a lot of feelings that come up in the branding process that um, I hadn't really like I kind of neglected to see um because like I said like I'm holding up a mirror and sometimes you'll see things that maybe you don't like um sometimes you'll start to question your ideas um and I I had to work through a lot of that in my own branding process and I had to really take a step back and force myself to look at my business in a new perspective if that makes sense mm-hmm, um, definitely and the impact that it has had like when i say like having a solid brand makes you feel more confident like it's true <laughs> it's true and like it's made a really big difference for me and it's silly that it took me so long to implement it in the way that i do it for other people for sure because yeah you put yourself i guess on the back burner of, yeah. uh, of the design, but sure. I've definitely noticed a huge like increase in your like online confidence and you're like posting way more often and like you're doing reels and shit and it's so good. <laughs> like so much amazing content and free content that you're giving us has been so wonderful to see. So it's Thank so you. nice that you're putting yourself out there more and feeling confident yeah. online is it's it's hard to feel that confident online for sure it totally is and especially in a space like instagram and you know reels oh my god i was really (laughs) hesitant with those for a while um some of it i'm not gonna lie i find kind of (laughs) cringy i don't know if that's like an unpopular opinion but um there there were things where i was like i just don't feel comfortable doing this this isn't me and then i realized oh i don't really have to do it that way i can do it whatever way i want and if i like this then chances are someone else feels like this too Mm -hmm. um so that's kind of the way i've started approaching it and i feel a lot better doing that and i think that every time i get a little more comfortable Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah, it's also hard, like, figuring out how how vulnerable you want to be on social media when you have a personal brand. For sure. Because, like, you are the brand. The brand is yeah. you. Do you feel like video, like, reels, TikToks, those types of things, like, video marketing is going to be the new marketing? Or do you think it's kind of like a latest little trend? I think it's going to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I remember, like, five years ago talking about how video would would get more traction on social and that was the case then the algorithm preferred it then it still does now um whether that's reels or something else like i mean we saw igtv come up and did it really blow up that much not really um people use it but i don't think it got the same attention as reels did um i think yeah i think it's definitely here to stay whether it stays in that exact format i'm not sure Um, but I think there's something to be said for 
um, seeing someone's face in a way that isn't just like super staged mm. and right. And hearing their voice. Um, it just feels a lot more human. That's true. Yeah. That was my next mm-hmm. question was like, do you think business owners or brands need to show their face consistently? Yes. And I tell all my <laughs> clients and they hate me for it. I'm like, please. like do you have to? <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I'm sorry, but you do. Um, yeah. And that's, yeah, this is something that comes up all the time. You know, I work with people who um, have, you know, a company with multiple, multiple um, staff and there's, there's no like one face to the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I work with personal brands, but in, in any business, people want to see the people behind it. It's more humanizing. And how many like graphics and stuff and photos do you see on Instagram? Um, that you forget who posted it, like you're scrolling through, you don't really notice, but we remember faces and we remember people. Um, so I think it is really important. It's a good way to connect. What I will say is like, you don't have to do it. You don't have to do all the things. You don't have to make reels and do all of these things. Like if you're not comfortable with it, do do it at the level that you're comfortable with it. Ease into it. Like if you don't want to get on stories and talk every day, then then don't. Mm-hmm. but maybe post your face now and then like you yes, just ease into what you're comfortable with right because everybody <laughs> has different comfort levels like sure. I feel fine talking on video I don't really mind it um but I know for some people it's like no way I don't even want to go near it so I mean there are a lot of ways to run a business there are a lot of ways to grow a brand and market yourself and I think that as much as there's like the algorithm prefers this or like stats show that this helps the most you're building a business to support your life so if it's not like making you feel good then that's not worth it true exactly because mm-hmm. yeah like for Aaron and I we we feel pretty decent like going on stories once in a while and chatting and um, yeah. things like that but we still have to remember to do those things and we literally have like a content calendar and we're like uh, twice a month or something we're like Aaron shows face in story Jamie shows face in story like we have to write it down because we'll literally months will go by and we're like oh wow <laughs> we haven't like talked to anyone or like talked to our client in a while like you just forget but yeah it's true like if we're not if we if we weren't as comfortable then we would just have other ways of you know showing the world's our personalities and stuff but it's true yeah. like doing what you what actually makes you feel comfortable is so important because otherwise you're just going to dread those days and those moments and you know maybe um start to like resist those parts of your business and that's yeah I resented it for a really long time like mm-hmm. I was very very resentful and bitter about social media about Instagram um I think because I felt like I had to do things a certain way and I didn't for like sure. that yeah um and yeah, there was this pressure to do it a certain way. And I think it's it's kind of about finding out the way that works with you and setting really, really good boundaries around social media. And like when you're doing it yourself, you also still have to run the business. Exactly. So <laughs> you There's, can't like, you know what I mean? It, oh my God, it could be all consuming. Exactly. It can be sometimes for sure. Like we definitely were more consumed with social media and like posting every day for a long time. And then we've yeah. eased out of that and we're like, okay, let's post five times a week and now we're like three times a week like we're just trying to figure out a rhythm that works for us and not be hyper consumed with like numbers and likes and stuff and just posting quality things do you have any like I guess tips for brands when they're posting like 
do you recommend certain um like how many times a week or something do they post or is, is it more of a like what feels good for them kind of rhythm um so there are a lot of different opinions on this <laughs> i think what matters most is choose a number that you know you can keep up with consistently mm, true yeah I guess that um, would be key. Because if you're inconsistent, it'll throw everything off. So whatever you think you can keep up with consistently. Right now I post like six to eight times a week. Um, I will sit for a day and batch everything for a month. Um, but I've built like that system in. And, yes. you know, when you have a brand strategy, you know, we talk about social media strategy, but you, I, I truly, and like, of course I'm biased because I'm the branding girl, but I truly believe that you need to have a brand strategy and like a visual identity. All of that needs to be set before you get into all your social stuff because um, it takes away the guesswork and you like you have a system to go off of. You know what your message is, you know who you're talking to, um, you know what voice to do that in. So I think that that's really important. And like having newly established like a revamped version of that for myself, I think has helped me um, in making the process a little bit more smooth. So mm -hmm. I think like doing doing the like the digging and the work to get to know your business um, and to really understand your brand and define your brand like that takes so much of the weight off of creating little pieces of content, right? For sure, because then you're not just sitting there staring at your phone, being like, "What should I post today? What do I have yeah. to say today?" You're like, "No, I already know who I'm talking to." what tone yeah. I'm going to be talking in and I know what they want and what they um, respond to. So yeah, it takes so much of the guesswork out and then, yeah, then you can just feel good in what you're actually posting. Yeah. Like every that. little thing that you put out for your brand should be intentional. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't mm -hmm. just be posting just because you need to do a post today. It's an intentional yeah, exactly. message or something, I guess, beneficial to them or you is mm -hmm. so good so with all this chatting about your brand and re kind of branding yourself a little bit recently mm -hmm. where kind of do you see your kate designed in the future oh good question um yeah i've been thinking about that a little more like when i first started this business i was doing a lot of work with agencies um and I always had this idea like, oh, maybe one day I'll start my own agency. Um, to be honest, I see the agency model changing a lot. Um, and especially with the pandemic and everything being remote now, I really like, I really like working for myself. Um, I think that as things continue um, and I continue to grow, I guess, I will probably bring on more people mm. um i i see it going that direction um i think that the work that i'm doing is like more and more and more strategic every year um yeah i don't know <laughs> shit <laughs> that's i don't know either man that's a great answer and it's bringing more people on and turning more into a strategy i really like that yeah do you yeah, have a certain um, like business that you aspire to work with or I guess uh, like type a type of, of business? business? Yeah. So, yeah. So I love working with anything related to home. 
Mm. Um, so I like one of my companies that the, one of the companies that I work with, um, they build custom wood furniture. Um, I work with some interior designers and, um, like craftsmen contractors. I actually really love like the home reno space, mm, um, and like cool. construction. I actually really love that a lot. Um, home builds, that sort of thing. I'm really interested in. Um, and then, um, like the rental real estate space is kind of where I started. So like my first job was my first design job was for a property management company that I worked with, um, Canada's national housing agency. So, um, that space like has a little space in my heart. Um, really anything tied to home. I'm so, and I'm so interested in like the way that I'm such a homebody and I'm really interested in like the psychology of, of, of how we're attached to our homes. Um, yeah, that's oh, kind that's, of where I'm, where I'm cool. at. Yeah. I like that. The home industry. <laughs> yeah. It's always changing though. You know, like I love to work with what I love about this work is that I can work with so many different industries, mm-hmm. um, but it tends to kind of gravitate to that area um, and then more of like the wellness stuff. Um, that's kind of where I've seen it, it end up over the years. That's cool. It seems to just naturally be going in that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or maybe intentional somewhere down the line. <laughs> that's, that's the so thing cool. is like, for, I think that's what's changing now is that for years it was like, oh, it's naturally happening. It's happening by accident. <laughs> now I'm like, no, we're getting really, really intentional this year. Every single thing that happens is going to be intentional. Yes. Um, so that's like the shift that I've been That's seeing. good. That's so important. Everything has its place and its purpose and it's there on per- like for a reason. Yeah. I, I really like that. Yeah. I was going to, for maybe last question, ask you some like real life tips that you have for people who work at home. Cause obviously we've been working at home for a yeah. year and a half now. You've been working from home for like five years. Yeah. A long time. Like the OG. Like, <laughs> <work>. <laughs> I did it first. You did it first before anyone. What are some tips that you've had or I guess systems that you've put in place that make working from home uh, easier for you? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I mean, if you have the luxury of having a separate space that you can work with, work in like an office, um, I definitely recommend like closing your door at the end of the day, that sort of thing. And like not going into your office unless you're working. Um, But not everybody has that luxury. And I didn't have that luxury for a very long time. So, find ways of like clearing up your space at the end of the day so that it's kind of out of view. Um, whether that's like putting away all your notebooks, that sort of thing. Um, these, these, these things sound small, but just being really clear about the divide between work and not work, mm-hmm. having these tiny little things to cue your brain. Okay. We're done now. Mm-hmm. Um, really important. Um, you know, I, I talk a lot about like, how to detach from work at the end of the day and like your your brain rinse and all that but also in the middle of the day like while you're working you're at home all your stuff is there um so if you are the kind of person who like gets drawn into things and distracted um i recommend like setting time for for breaks definitely set time for breaks um it's easy to get like super caught up Um, but it also if you if you have like the set time for breaks then you know that you can go um you know, I don't know, clean up or something. What do you do at home? (laughs) (laughs) 
drink coffee, <laughs> eat out of boredom. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <the> exactly. Usual. <laughs> um, biggest rule, never turn on the TV ever. Even if you're taking a break, like just don't. Don't do it till the don't end of the day. It. It's not, you're not going to come back. You're just not. You it's think so you will, true. but you're not going to. Or don't, don't do like, it. or don't work in bed or something like that. Oh yeah, don't do it. Um, <laughs> don't. Nap, nap I've, I've done that oh, so bad. Um, you just like really have to treat your the rest of your space as like sacred right true um and really create like a clear divide um I'm also I love like I keep all of my notifications off um for everything I always have my phone on vibrate I like to set timers when I work like I'm very like Mm. structured about things I love a timer I have this beautiful timer here that like you just like I'll click it for the people ASMR here and it's, I usually set it to like 60 minutes or something for like editing and it yeah. helps so much because obviously our brains right now are so distracted by everything or I'm speaking for myself, I'm distracted pretty easily. Yeah, so sure. I like hide my phone in a, like a drawer so nothing, because I usually have everything off when I'm working, but I can still see it like light up occasionally. So I need to like physically get it out of the room so I can't see that because I'm like, who is it? What's happening? So yeah, I usually set a timer for like an hour and then I take like, you know, a five minute break or 10 minute break and then back to an hour because yeah, yeah, I need to like, obviously if we're sitting at our desk all day, I need to, I need to get up and move around a little bit or else I go crazy. But have you found like during the past year, like your motivation has plummeted <laughs> like me or is that just me <laughs> um, <laughs> um I feel I feel like it's kind of been the opposite for me and I yeah. feel that's no that. don't feel bad um because I know bad. it's been such a shitty it's been such a shitty time um but so at the beginning of the pandemic um you know I was I was living alone um and I didn't see another person for like almost three months. Like I was alone for so long and I was just home by myself. Um, and I had to sit with my shit. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like all the, all the stuff that you like put off and try not to think about and like, you know, all of that, I had to sit with it. And I think I did a lot of like inner work last year um, and I'm continuing to, but I, I think that there's been a big shift because of that, but I, I had the space to do it in a way. Mm-hmm. I was given the space to do it um, and there was nothing else to do. Like yeah. I had to, do you know what I mean? I was like, Oh, you can't run away from it this time. Um, and, and so that has kind of opened up a lot for me um, right now, to be honest, I've been feeling a little bit burnt out this week. I'm a little tired. So I took today off. Um, but I, I do think like I've I've been in a bit more of a, a pumped up phase lately. We'll see if That's it lasts. Good. These things come and go too, oh, right? Like oh, for sure. Like yeah, just like the waves of the seasons of busy, it's like the waves of motivation and yeah. inspiration and all that. It just takes like for me sometimes like a sunny day, and I'm like I'm so motivated and happy, and then like I know one thing happens in the morning, and I'm like okay, I'm done, can't do it. Like it's those tiny things sometimes that uh, set us up but yeah if we start a day like as you're saying with all these good rituals and habits then you know it sets us up for like a better actual work day yeah to get it done yeah exactly so good yeah um I feel like we should get 
I didn't tell you before, but do you have maybe a recommendation for the people, like maybe a system you're doing or a book you found was helpful or TV show or something mm-hmm. to recommend to the people? Um, I can go first too if you're thinking. Yeah, you go first. <laughs> I'm reading a book right now called How to Weep in Public. It's by oh. this comedian, um, Jacqueline Novak. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's a comedian and like writer and she okay. wrote this book when she like got out of uh, depression. And so it's kind of like a comedic, but also really, um, I guess, inspirational okay. um, bio about her life and it's okay. really, really good. So I'm about halfway and I really am liking it. I, I really love, I'm always drawn to like um, biographies and uh, especially if they're like female and comedians that like yeah. is something that I usually gravitate towards. So this one is really funny and would definitely recommend if anyone's looking for a book. You're a Jenny Lawson fan too, right? Yes, so yeah, much. I haven't read her new book yet. The yeah. No, I haven't either. That's like really new, right? It's on my list, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love her so much. Yeah, last time we talked about books, I talked about a book called um, Burnout. Mm. Um, and it's, it's funny, I, I was talking to a friend about it today, and she downloaded the audiobook. She's like, I needed this. Um, but it, that was a really, really good book, and I still stand by it. Um, it's specifically speaking to women um, and and what they call human giver syndrome. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Oof, yeah, I can imagine right? so many um, women in my life who are like, need to probably read that book. Oh yeah, yeah. it's one of those books that's like, it's a sigh, it offers a sigh of relief and it talks about like how we hold stress in our body and how we like mm. process stress. Um, a really, really good book. Right now I'm actually reading, um, I'm reading Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport um, because I am still fine tuning my balance with like, you know, like spending time on social media, um, running a digital business. Mm-hmm. Um, wanting to connect with the people I care about outside of my work um, digitally in a time where like, that's kind of all we can do right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, maintaining my sanity because it, the, the screens and all the screen time, like I, it can be really draining and I'm very sensitive, I think to like how much time I spend on social media and that sort of thing. So um, I'm reading that book right now and it's, it's been pretty interesting. I like it. Cool. Yeah. I remember yeah. you telling me about, burnout and I definitely I'm pretty sure I placed a hold at the my library library on my phone (laughs) I haven't got a notification yet but uh must be popular since you last talked about it but I've been on my list to read because that sounds very interesting to me I haven't read yeah I think everyone should read it yeah it's one of those yeah for sure every woman should read burnout I usually Mm -hmm. like I I do a biography self-help and then like fiction yeah (laughs) just like throw it in there to refresh my reading palette but yeah I'll add that to my list for sure amazing well I don't want to keep you too much longer we've been here for about an hour now thanks so much for chatting with me again thank you thanks again for taking the time to tune in today if you know someone who would think this is awesome make sure to share. And if you want to see this podcast grow, make sure to leave a review and we'll catch you next time for another episode of Hello Lovely, the podcast.